Hey everyone, you're listening to Real Rap. Today's episode is about primary colors, written by Elaine May, directed by Mike Nichols. You could find more episodes like this on splittoothmedia.com and patreon.com slash realrap for more episodes about new movies, old movies, and um, our storied pasts. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Real Rap Podcast. You could follow Bennett at Bennett Glace, and you could follow me at Ovasanyasa. Please check out Brett's latest interview with Frank V. Ross, one of the masters of filmmaking alive right now, and read Bennett's latest interview with Joel Petrikas on splittoothmedia.com. Enjoy the show! Bum you out at all, Shane, to find out that the great Elaine May was, in fact, capable of writing something this kind of down the middle, uh, this normie, this kind of bland. It's kind of like walking in and your hot teacher taking a shit or something. It's like a really like, <laughs> was not expecting this. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Your teacher that lives in the classroom when she's taking a shit at the, the toilet that is her desk chair. <laughs> Well, did you ever have, did you ever have, I think we've talked about this before. Did you ever have a classroom where the bathroom was like in the, Split in the class? toilet? Yeah. There, yeah. Not literally like sitting out with the desks. I mean, like the, well, the bathroom itself was within the walls of the classroom, you know? The, there was one that it shared a bathroom with another class Ooh. and the bathroom was the room in between the two classes. Sweet style. So you'd be in there just rolling the dice if another <sighs> kid came in the other door. Uh-huh. They well, couldn't you lock both doors? I guess, but I think I remember being too young that, like, locking the door. It was just like, <laughs> my nephew will, like, go to the bathroom, and he'll just go straight in, leave the door wide open while I'm, like, following him around. And he'll just look at me and be like, stop! Stop looking <laughs> at me! I'm like, oh, you gotta, like, close the door, you gotta mm-hmm. lock it, put yeah. a little sign on, says back in five, <laughs> gone fishing... I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't have put two and two together at the time. The only two times we've ever had a classroom where it was like in the bathroom, you know, was like I think kindergarten and third grade. Yeah, if I had some sweet style bathroom in first grade, I don't know that I would have thought to lock both <laughs> doors. I don't know. Uh, pr- probably not thinking that far in advance. <clears throat> yeah, this movie kind of sucked. A... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. This movie, uh, not not very fun to watch. Um, and supposedly it's not based on Bill and Hillary Clinton. No bullshit. Travolta said on... it's. I based it on multiple presidents, including oh. Bill Clinton. Uh, I mean, like, the real, the inspiration for it is this book, Primary Colors, that was written by, like, an anonymous source in the campaign trail. Uh, it turned out to be some journalist. I'm, I can't be bothered to look up his name. But mm-hmm. on the Michael and Us episode, they were they were reading excerpts from the um, Roger Ebert review of this. Would it surprise you to learn that Roger Ebert gave this three and a half stars? This is the exact sort of, like, right down the middle, uh, hmm. you know, no, it doesn't surprise me. This is the type of movie that uh, it comes out and all the smart critics are like, this one's going to cut deep. This one could be mm-hmm. like, you know, when Mike Nichols and Elaine May really like take it to the, uh, get, you know, get serious about their comedy. And um, everyone who reviews it is like, 
this was a challenging and insightful look into uh, the true workings of fucking whatever. All, all the all the all the kind of boring critics gave it like a good to middling review and were like thought provoking. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I guess everyone's too afraid to say like this is potentially bad because it is by two smart directors, but call it like you see it. We call it like we see it here on Real Rap, and this thing was a uh, pile. Yeah, big turd. Um, it was nominated for two Academy Awards. Uh, May yeah. was nominated for the screenplay, and Bates was nominated. I did like Kathy Bates's performance. It's kind of a it's a classic Kathy Bates character, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of a uh, a fiery Southern woman. Fiery southern woman who blows her head off. <laughs> oh my god, that fucking scene. Jesus Christ. Like, this movie tonally is just so misjudged. I mean, it's really all over the place. Right. Is it How about, about... that weird zoom across the parking lot into the Krispy Kreme at, the, at one point? Much oh, like The Birdcage, yeah. this film features some kind of, like, maybe unnecessary um, stylistic flourishes from, uh, uh-huh. from Nichols. Uh, cinematographer yeah. this time, Michael Ballhaus, um, including a zoom from like, uh, like a hundred yards away from a hotel window into a Krispy Kreme, where uh, zoom from our hell, kind of, yeah, yeah. And then, th- does Krispy Kreme have that? Not to be the CinemaSins guy about it, <clears throat> does Krispy Kreme have that broad a menu? I seem to remember it being like kind of like glazed donuts, and that's it. Right. Like I keep saying like, like an apple fritter. Yeah, an apple fritter. I I feel like it was a prop cream. Because, yeah. but our Krispy Kreme was pretty extravagant. It had the friggin' factory in there. And they replaced it with a fucking Chick Fil A. Ooh, oh yeah. Ugh. You know, love you know that. the thing about <laughs> Chick. You know what my mom says about Chick Fil A. You know that she'll. She will say to me, you know, the thing about Chick Fil A is, you know, it's fast food, but they give you white glove service there. You know, they're not afraid to say, like, things like my pleasure and clean up after you and give you a little mm-hmm. bib. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the yeah, every, it's, it's, they're unusually clean, the restaurants, they're unusually efficient, and everybody's, like, really nice. My, my thing about Chick-fil-A, hate the food, love the politics, I don't know, it's just, like, I find, <laughs> I find, I find, I find myself, you know, frequenting the, the one near us, you know, to, uh-huh. to sort of give them my business out of goodwill, but, ugh, food. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't have it both ways with these fast food plates. It's either uh, you know they treat their workers really well, and the food is a uh, is dog food, or um, they uh, are uh, basically selling you glass and printing money doing it. And how? <laughs> That's an old saying we have in the family. Um, so, like, to get into like the plot of this movie. I, I don't. People just. We're must talking have felt about like this such... movie, Primary Colors. By the way, it's by. Can you written by Elaine Makes, directed by Mike Nichols, group effort, starring um, starring John Travolta, Johnny Ooh. Johnny T, uh, um, Emma Thompson. We got Billy Bob Thornton, classic. Um, Adrian Lester, Oof. who is sort of our audience surrogate character. Um, uh-huh. more, Maura Tierney, who you described as uh, the ultimate like '90s uh, movie girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then, of course, you know Kathy Bates. Um, Kathy. So basically... Did I t- have I told you my Kathy Bates story? No, let's hear it. I was uh, so I was hanging. I had to work for this th- event here in Austin, and I was with the guy who directed The Blind Side. 
Uh-huh. John Lee Hancock. He told me John about driving Lee him around. Yeah. 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 Had to cart him around. Very tall, boring man. And uh-huh. uh, he knew Kathy Bates because she was in. I don't know, She's in the blind side. Other. Yeah. His wife was there. And then Kathy Bates comes down looking like just like just wearing the strangest outfit. Like you would never have been able to call her out from the street. But then like you see her and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, that is you. And then like realize she had this like cool ass crazy jewelry on come comes up and is just like the most convivial, sweet, amazing person. And um, John Lee Hancock's wife is like practically leaving him to for Kathy Bates at this point. Like you make all of his movies so much better. (laughs) And uh, Kathy Bates like looked me in the eyes like, what's your name sean shane so nice to meet you and i was like the feelings are mutual kathy why don't you get in this car here um but that's it she was very cool shook my hand that that kind of actually provides the perfect segue into the uh opening scene of primary colors where we have uh paul guilfoyle i think is the actor's name he was brass on csi uh in this movie he's got like the worst haircut I think a human being has ever had. Like a, I don't know, like a thinner Gerard Depardieu. (laughs) Um, And he's talking about like the various different kinds of, he's talking about like the various different kinds of handshakes that the Bill Clinton, I mean, let's just call the characters in this movie by like the the names they're supposed to have. Like Billy Bob Thornton is, is what's his name? Uh, James Carville and, and, and uh, John Travolta and Emma Thompson. He was one of the. Have you ever seen the War Room? He's the Southern guy from the War Room. He was like the no. you know, one of the the key advisors to the. Oh, first, he looks uh, like a basketball coach. He does look a lot like a basketball coach. I think he's really tall and he's bald. Um, yeah, he's always on TV. You know, he's also like often featured in like movies and shit and cameos. He's kind of it's a like Larry Skeletor. King. Uh huh. Yeah. Speaking speaking of, of course, Larry King and Bill Maher appear. Of course, in this movie. Larry King. Larry King has the worst five second performance. Him doing a surprised face, like, oh, what do we well, have? It sounds here? like me. <laughs> um, <laughs> they might have the most appearances, the two of them, honestly, and they're probably tied because I think they appear in all the same movies together. Bill Maher and Larry King, and I would love to go back and look, probably have the most appearances in real rap movies, honestly. Besides oh, maybe 100%. like Tom Hanks, who's in all those Ron Howard movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hundred, you might be spot on with that. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess Clint Howard is in every single Ron Howard movie. If we're just kind of Clint <laughs> Howard, then Larry King and That's Bill Maher are tied true, with like yeah. nine appearances. All the, all the talk of like um, the John Travolta's like handshakes and like making you feel like he actually cares about you in this and oh, like looking yeah. into your soul. It reminds me of when I uh, when I met uh, George W. Bush when I was uh, when I was around like five years old <laughs> <laughs> when he was giving that famous first like tax cut speech. And my dad still to this day tells the story of going. Like, John Glaze, Mr. President, it's really nice to meet you. And he said, or no, uh, John Glaze, it's a pleasure to meet you. And George Bush saying, John, it's a pleasure to meet you. My dad still talks about that feeling like, uh, <laughs> you know, you're really being like seen, you know? Yeah, by um, the president. In a sense, John Travolta is a good choice to play a politician because he's such like an artificial guy and you can tell how much he's acting whenever he's acting. You know, it's all yeah. spin and, uh-huh. and and like just like lacquer. It's all fake. But he's mm. a terrible choice for Bill Clinton because for all of like Bill Clinton's like hillbilly shtick, he was like a Rhodes Scholar. And John Travolta, like no offense to the guy, just like exclusively can perform like dumb guy. Um, right, and I'm not yeah. saying that he's, I'm not saying anything about John Travolta in real life, his intelligence, but like, he just, he just comes across as like a, a not 
especially intelligent guy in every performance. Like, so he's talking <laughs> at this like he's talking at this like, this like adult literacy thing, and he like breaks down crying. You half expect him to say that he can't read. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't. Uh, I mean, he kind of just by the actions that he does, it's like. No, I was actually conning that guy before, and I've been pulling this other trick, and like it's it comes out that he's like weaving this like web of lies, but like nothing about John Travolta's character sh- makes it seem like he could do that, which I guess makes him like a good pathological liar. They don't make him seem like all that like much of a schemer. They just make him seem like a philanderer. Like when he first gets off that plane because he's like late to that like New Hampshire meeting. We should say this movie takes place right before the New Hampshire primary. Uh, when we are, you know, a week away from the New Hampshire primary, folks, uh, to t- timestamp this episode. Um, oh, speaking <laughs> of, um, we're, we're really, we, this movie couldn't be more topical because the, both of our, our country's major political parties have, over the last, like, couple of days, shown their ass even more than we thought they were capable of over the last mm-hmm. four years. Mm-hmm. There's that Simpsons joke that's been making the rounds, and this is the part of the show where I just repeat a joke from the Simpsons. There's that uh-huh. Simpsons joke that's been making the rounds on uh, Twitter. There's an episode where Bart gets an elephant uh, named Stampy. And it's like running around the town, like stampeding through the town. And it runs through the Democratic National Convention and they all boo. And there's signs up that say, we hate life and ourselves and we can't govern. <laughs> and, then, and then he runs through the uh, Republican National Convention and the signs say, like, we're just evil and we want what's worse for everybody. And they're like, woo! They're having a great time. They love to see the elephant. And um, I don't know. The two parties have really embodied that joke over the last couple mm. of days. Um, whatever the fuck is going on in Iowa, um, I can hardly summarize. I, I would need, you know quite a long time and several people's ideas to pass off as my own to tell you uh mm-hmm. what's going on over there and uh Can, you know have you have you it. been like um have you because this happened to me i got completely wrapped up in like the bullshit like i got totally just like news brained and like started like turning the fucking tv on like i downloaded a fucking fire tv cnn app to watch the news for my 30 minute preview i fucking been like refreshing these web these news sites and web pages and then like for fucking days now and i'm like Uh what the fuck am i doing like this is exactly what happens to like fucking my our parents who watch uh-huh. like, this is how you news. start to get like holes in your brain yeah, yeah. this is worse for me than dust off i might as well it go. is <laughs> I might I might, well it would be it. better to do dust off because i uh-huh. at least they're at least the dust off isn't like calling my name every fucking in at every turn it's not like a cultural staple but like sooner or later you run out of dust off and right, cnn and right. msnbc are running stuff 24 never seven, gonna 24 run hours out. a day uh-huh. yeah so you it's well, like you get hooked on one story and then fucking that shit will just you know, a guy like me who's pretty, you know, uh, uh, quick on his feet, a guy who, you know, can bench around a 90, 95 pounds is finding himself in the, th- in the, the, the harpoon, the, the, the hooks or the, uh, ice chest of, uh, of the Yardley Yeti. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been in such like a fucking like manic headspace because it's been such an uncommonly good like Bennett, week you for me. Had a fucking week, wow. <laughs> so it's just it's it's just given me more energy to throw exclusively into like just like reading shit on Twitter right, and like right. watching news just to ball my fist at watching the news just to like ball my fist at it. Um, uh-huh. 
you know because you it's intentionally been a watching good. my least favorite cable anchors <laughs> <laughs> i noticed you're wearing the real rap hoodie i don't think i've ever seen you wear it. and you got it in hunter orange you could wear that thing in fucking pennsylvania woods it matches perfectly Ooh. Hey, buddy, and it'd be his fault if he shot me. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've been running in this because it really glows in the dark, yeah. That's good. It's probably highly visible. Mine's in Tar Heel blue because you know I love the Tar Heels. Hell yeah, buddy. Go uh, go Heels. And uh, sweatshirts are still available, I'm pretty sure, if you go to uh, teespring.com slash real rap. Fuck, that's not right. Well, I don't know. You'll find it. We'll find it. Um, so we're introduced to the John Travolta character. Um, again, we'll just call, we're just going to call him Bill Clinton. Although I will say, do they ever make it clear that he's the governor from Arkansas? Because they do. I, I, I know there's a couple of jokes, like people going, like, what state is he from again? So I wonder if that is like the mm. deniability they give you that he's not necessarily you know this governor from Arkansas who looks and sounds exactly like Bill Clinton. It's fucking I mean, not exactly. every that's every <laughs> single review is like these are Clintons, they're Clintons, they're Clintons. Even all the names, his name's like fucking Grill Stanton, <laughs> right? Schmil Schmitten. <laughs> um, uh, so we were introduced to his character through uh, Henry Burton, who is uh, a young kind of idealistic uh, political professional. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's we're, we're made to, we're told that he's the grandson of a famous like civil rights leader. Like everybody we see mentions that, uh, and he's his girlfriend is uh, a a kind of. A political journalist uh, writes for an outlet called like the Black Advocate. She is uh, decidedly mm-hmm. not a fan of Bill Clinton, and uh, she's kind of like kicked out of the movie very quickly within like twenty five minutes um, as uh, Henry goes on the road with Jack Stanton, and we're kind of following him. Like I said, he's kind of our audience surrogate uh, as we're introduced to Bill Clinton, and we get kind of swept up in his world. And I don't know if you would agree, like. I don't feel like we get a lot to love about this character. Like all we ever really see him doing through Henry Burton's eyes is like, I mean, we see him cry at that adult literacy meeting fine, but then immediately after it's heavily implied that he's, he's fucking the, the local like school board member who runs it. And Henry Mm -hmm. is, you know, aware of that. He's fine. I I mean, it's just like, we we don't really see him like. Have any, any, any moral compass, anything determining whether or not he fucking stays or goes. He's just like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to be on this campaign. And then he's just kind of befuddled and like angry at everyone. He's like, you fucking idiot bums. Uh, he does a lot of yelling. And any of like the political like gamesmanship we see him do is like immediately undercut by the, the guy with the terrible haircut, like whispering about how it's all like spin, but isn't it so beautiful anyway? This is such a, what they would call on Michael and us, like a politics, what a concept movie. Like it's just so wide eyed and like befuddled at the idea of this, like the, the whole fucking dog and pony show and the whole like fakery of it all. Like, I, I, I guess at the time it must have really felt like being an insider. It's just a very like, quaint movie in that respect, right? Mm. Like in, in a day and age when like our fucking like presidential candidates are posting pictures of their fucking like brown eye, like it just seems we're not <laughs> we're not getting that much of an inside look by following some like fictionalized version of John Travolta as he like or Bill Clinton as he like licks barbecue sauce on his fingers, you know? Right. It doesn't. Well, it kind of passes off the idea of like, well, behind the scenes we're all pulling the strings and it's a it's a beautiful game like it's like a like it it's as like central to the american experience as fucking baseball but it's like this is just like 
overly com- an overly complicated movie with too many characters, too many like events that have to happen in order to like tell the story of like a political uh elect like an election happening. And um our central characters are kind of fucking boring. Like John Travolta does nothing exciting besides like go behind people's backs when he's fucking other people and like lie. And his wife just kind of like, I don't know, like gets upset. There's no heroes in this. Everyone's just kind of like politics is crazy and things go wrong. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing that there's no heroes in it. I just think they're they're mostly like really thin characterizations. I think Travolta in particular really like gets up against the limits of of what he's capable of doing in this like semi imitation. I think Emma Thompson's actually quite good as the Hillary Clinton surrogate. Um, she gets a lot of scenes with um, Henry where she's sort of like confiding in him her such sort of uh, exhaustion with all of this. And then I think later in the movie we get to see her sort of turn on a dime and become like a pretty ruthless political operative again i think that that whole sequence is is captured with such like a fucking like aw shucks politics what a concept i but which sequence is this at the end when they when they dig up the dirt on like his opponent and kathy well this is you know post kathy bates's suicide when they when they dig up the dirt on their opponent and and oh no i guess it's right before and they're talking about like oh no bill bill and hillary would never would never leak this stuff no way no way and then they give it to him and they're both like yeah of course we're gonna fucking leak this uh, mm-hmm. i think that's like a good mm-hmm. scene between the uh, from emma thompson in particular but it's also just among the most like bafflingly poorly written scenes in the movie like of oh, fucking course they're gonna leak that <laughs> i mean this, this movie is really coming from the i'm not saying that's a good thing or i'm not saying that's a good thing but like this movie is coming from such like this like doe-eyed perspective and mm-hmm. it's not as if we're supposed to believe henry burton is some sort of fucking babe in the woods right i mean he's not to keep mixing metaphors you know he's not some sort of like innocent Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to believe he's swept up in the the Bill Clinton thing, which again doesn't come across. But we're supposed to believe he's like, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. we're, I think we're made to understand that he's worked on campaigns before, you know. <laughs> which is never made. I say clear. this as a guy with. For, wait, I say this as a guy with decades of campaign experience. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it seems like working on a campaign like outside outside of the way it's portrayed in this movie. See, is probably just a fucking nightmare. Like, you have to just look at the fucking news all the time. You're playing a game where everything you do probably feels like you're changing the world, but it's just this stupid inside baseball ass uh, wiping the butt of someone's personal brand that you have to, like, maintain for months and months and months to the point where you're convinced of it. Like, imagine the people working on... I don't know, Klobuchar's campaign who have to like Are getting staplers thrown they're them. so gung-ho about it. Yeah, <laughs> getting physically and emotionally abused by her. Yeah, everything I've heard or read about it makes it sound like it's like the most miserable fucking job in the world. And like, you know, for, for the vast majority of candidates, it ends with like, oh great, maybe I can be the secretary of the treasury, right? Um, <laughs> uh, and, and Yeah, and I mean, it sounds like you're just like eating shitty me. food have a job eating shitty food like getting on just sitting on a bus or you know being on flights mm-hmm. for like hours and hours it sounds really miserable um and then fucking like not only you know your boss will make you do stupid shit like wear fucking suspenders or like you know do a do, do eat weird food for the sake of like a work happy hour but imagine like 
your boss had like fucking political opinions that they shared and like on a national stage and you had to like pretend to back every single one of them mm-hmm. as they just flip flop and like zig and zag and you're like ah yep mm-hmm, two thumbs way <laughs> up uh, um and speaking of like the 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 the, uh, the culture of the the campaign in this movie Billy Bob Thornton plays the sort of James Carville surrogate. He's this like hard drinking, like hard talking Southern guy. He like mm-hmm. pulls his dick out at one point at like Maura oh, Tierney yeah. and it's just like fully played for laughs. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, he like unzips his pants in the middle of this busy office. And uh, it, it seems like it's like a workplace safety video. And he's like, meet the python. His name is, uh, he's my black mamba or something. And then uh, the woman's like, I wouldn't even look at your stupid penis if it were a quarter mile away. And everyone in the office uh-huh. is like, you go, girl. People literally like stand up and clap. It is like a fucking, uh, it, 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 it shot like a workplace safety video, too. I'm not saying they should have shown us like fucking Billy Bob Thornton hanging dong, but the way, the weird, the weird suggestive way it's shot is like, yeah, shooting around stuff like it's for some sort of uh, workplace safety video. Yeah. And then Billy Bob Thornton is like, oh, crap. I got shown oh, up crap. when I showed my dick. Foil again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. They, they 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 make it seem like... And then he's just, like, palling around with, like, the two of them. They're all, like, sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. Hey, shitheads. Hey, I'm go gonna, sleep in your room. <laughs> I'm going to eat a hot dog and, and jam it up my ass, boys. And <laughs> the game of politics isn't one where you just shove a gun up boy's ass and not tell anyone about it. Listen, buddy. Uh, Rob Reiner makes an appearance as a Florida radio Hell host. Hell yeah. Uh, Izzy Rosenblatt. Yeah. Um, I, I like Rob, Rob Reiner Reiner. as an actor, i got to say. Yeah, he Don't rocks. love him as a director. He's no, always good. Fuck that. But yeah. Oh, you I know like... what I didn't like him in? Ed TV. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing his big fat fucking head when he, especially when he wears like a sailor hat or something. And he's uh-huh. just like calling the shots in this imaginary world where that he believes is like the real deal. Uh-huh. Do you know what the actor who plays um, his eventual opponent's name is? Mm, it's no. Kevin Cooney. Kevin Cooney. Remember Kevin Cooney from the Bucks County Courier Times? Uh, sports <laughs> reporter. No. Oh, look him up because you definitely remember this guy's picture. Um, Tony think... Shalhoub makes an appearance. It's Kevin Cooney for the Des Moines Register. Oh, hell, I know. He's <laughs> that guy. Yeah, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, he... Is it the same guy? No, 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 no. I wouldn't think so. No, oh. I just clicked on this guy, and, and this guy's been an actor since like the seventies. I mean, I think this guy's probably much older than the, or at uh-huh. least like twenty years older than our Kevin Cooney. Um, <laughs> um so at, they they basically they play a lot of like dirty, dirty pool um, to to uh, try to uh, show uh, to try to get this uh, get their competitor get their top competitor. In the nomination, uh, uh-huh. get their top competitor for the nomination, you know, out of the out of the race. And um, Kathy Bates, who, again, we're made to believe is like a queen of like Dirty Pool. She's like their fixer. She comes in yeah. and, and she's, you know, ready to do fucking anything. She like points a gun at a guy's dick at one point. She's like, yeah. Mul- multiple instances threatens to kill people. In order to and... like get a story not to run or something. And then she finds out. That these people that she apparently knows very, very well, she has known the, the Bill Clinton surrogate since college. She is appalled that they would leak this information on the opponent to the point that she commits suicide in, in this sequence that plays like it's out of another movie. Fucking so weird. She's like, 
they're she's driving home with the main character Henry. Henry who's just fucking glue, like just a nobody. <laughs> nobody. He's just someone for Kathy Bates to act off of, which shows her skill. She does this monologue, which is great. I have no idea what the fuck she's talking about. She's like now, Henry, if you look at the moon, it's it's a it's like a big, disgusting animal that's gonna ruin any political, any any tchotchke that runs runs through this political system. And you and me both know that nothing ever came by a couple southern fuckos like you and I. Have a good night. And he's like, "All right, see ya." <laughs> and then he just and he like, takes two up. steps away, and then <laughs> or no, he wakes up in the middle of the night, right? He yeah. wakes up to, like, police sirens, and he's like, no, no, not police sirens. And then her fucking car door is open, and, like, her dead body is sitting in the front seat. Well, it's like he knew it was this. Like, when you hear police sirens, yeah. even if they sound very close by, do you find yourself, like, I need to go, I need to go be the nosy neighbor and, like, investigate? I mean... No, I say I Hail Mary, like, and I he... say, God bless whoever's <laughs> harmed. I hope they have a good evening. It's it's as if he knew exactly what was happening. I mean, it's the movie really like telegraphs its shot, and then there's this another weird like zoom. Not to not to sound like Bos, Bosley Crowther calling a decision in a movie weird as a pejorative, but uh-huh. really odd choice. I um I thought the Krispy Kreme moment out of context beautiful. So cool beautiful. shot, and it's cool that we see Henry walk from the hotel to the Krispy Kreme in the time yeah. we do that zoom, but but. Ah! What? Out of a different movie. Why isn't just, this shot like like the war room or something? Why doesn't this have like a snappy? Yeah. I think uh, they had Todd Haynes on um, for the first five minutes, and he's like, "I just want to do the Krispy Kreme shot." And they're like, "All right, uh, you're it fired. is out of it." Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Water, Dark Wooders has like a couple of shots like that where you're like, "Oh, oh so then funny. he really wanted to lean into like the Todd Haynesness of this." Yeah, he's uh, like, "I'm Mark still Ruffalo Todd Haynes." <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo late in the film, because uh, I guess it's like true to what happened to the real guy starts having like seizures he finds out he has this like stress and he has he's some sort of i don't know if it's like they say that reduces stress but i think it's some sort of like autoimmune disease that he, ha- he finds that he has and like there's this bit where they're like taking him into the hospital and it's basically just handled with like this weird zoom into like the mri and like the mri mm. sound is like blaring it's like nothing <laughs> else in the movie <laughs> and it's like right out of fucking safe <laughs> yeah the like cinematographer is like i got this one uh nickels take a seat i'm I'm gonna do uh and then all the other he's like bipolar all the other days like i don't care what we do but there there is a shot where um there's the scene where billy bob thornton is just circling the room like dishing out his political savvy and like telling these people what's what and it's just like i have no idea what the fuck he's talking about and just mm-hmm. like telling it like it is but it's fucking gobbledygook like contextless <laughs> garbage coming out of his mouth but it has all the flair of like someone laying down the law for like in 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 a really profound way and it's just like mm, it's just bald fucking <laughs> billy bob thornton looking like an old weirdo like an like an old flasher He's been the same age for 40 years. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> One of those people. I, I mean, you and I both like Billy Bob Thornton, I think, quite a bit. This is much like the Kathy Bates role, and this is a quintessential Kathy Bates role. He's got very much a quintessential Billy Bob Thornton role in this. In that he's like a rapist and not funny, but just really amusing. Well, I meant more in the sense that he's like this like shit-talking guy who's like, visibly like sleazy like you can like, see like stink lines coming off of him <laughs> yeah. but he's like for so some reason a lot of people us. within the diegesis seem to react to him like he's like really charming or right. at least like you know he's got wins the you over tony soprano effect 
How about when um, they're trying to break the news to um, Hillary Clinton, and then I don't, I don't, I don't know if Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin were like as good of friends as I guess they're supposed to be now. <laughs> uh, at this point, I don't know if the the Hillary friend character who's like an insider is supposed to be a Huma, Ab- Huma Abedin surrogate, but they're trying uh-huh. to explain to Hillary and Huma. We'll call we'll call her Huma about um, that that uh, woman's about to come forward saying she's had an affair with uh, Bill Clinton, and they're using this like roundabout analogy. I thought this scene was actually kind of funny when he's saying like. When Billy Bob Thornton goes, okay, so now say you're out in the woods taking a shit. <laughs> a what? A what? And they keep they keep saying like, say you're out in the woods taking a shit, or like, so you're taking a shit. Okay, so the boars are. I thought I thought that was kind of a good uh, Elaine Mayish uh, sort of back and forth. Um, I don't know. It had kind of. Um, I don't know. It had it had the energy. I imagine some of like she and May's uh, she and Nichols's kind of early routines uh-huh. might have had. Although I can't imagine on stage in the early sixties you could have said, "Say you're taking a shit in the woods." But, yeah. Um, uh, does a bear shit in the woods? Yes, sirree. Did I like this movie? Mm, well, not quite. Um, <laughs> two stars. Hello, when fucking Henry. Like a fucking jackass, no, no suave having ass, goes into Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton's, uh, when the first scandal's coming out, goes into their hotel room and is like, uh, Bill, I gotta talk to you. And, uh, he's like, what is it? He's like, uh, it can't wait. And he's like, okay. And then he, in front of Hillary Clinton, is like, oh, uh, the media found out that you cheated on your wife. And she just slaps him in the face. I was like, Henry, just fucking wait a minute. Just say you got to talk in private. Wow, what yeah. What kind of fucking um, social, like, YouTube prankster are you? And that you're just going to tell him this shit in front of his wife. Oh, yeah. I. So the guy, the cinematographer for this, Michael Bellhouse, actually deceased recently, um, is sort of like a decorated cinematographer. He shot a bunch of Fassbender films in like the 70s and 80s, um, most of his really famous Which ones. ones? Um, uh, World on a Wire, Fox and His Friends, uh, The Werewolf Holy Whore, Bitter Tears of Petra von Kent, yeah. Damn, um, son, quite, what quite the hell lot. are you doing on this? <laughs> and then he shot like After Hours, Broadcast News, kind of some some... You know, uh, oh, Goodfellas. Weird. He did the famous Copa shot. Yeah, I guess that was why he had Goodfellas. kind of you know, Ooh, zippy camera tricks suck. in the brain. It must suck to do the Goodfellas scene through the fucking the belly of the beast in that restaurant, and then like get lauded for that, and then have to fucking keep doing that in these movies that it doesn't make any uh, sense. In <laughs> have, <laughs> you're shooting this like fucking like yeah political sort of dark comedy and you, someone asks yeah. you to do this weird this a zoom across two parking lots gotta do the long shot um and then yeah you also shot uh, legend of bagger vance wonderful fantastic that movie doesn't exist actually speaking of movies that doesn't exist one of his final movies was uptown girls you remember that starring Brittany murphy and uh, i actually Fanning. that was you ever have like weird movies that get like caught up in your kid brain like kid brain Mm -hmm. movie cycle that was one that Uh, i saw like probably three times as like 16 year old i have a couple of movies like that but what i mostly have are movies that like the existence of the the said movie is really lodged in my brain because i saw the trailer Mm. a thousand times when i was a kid and uptown girls is one of those it was a it was a trailer it did have over and over again on tv There's there's a few movies like that like Monkey Bone I remember seeing the trailer for just like hundreds and hundreds of times and like you create an idea of what these movies could possibly be as a kid you know and they're 
Uh, yeah, the I mean, there's also the ones in Blockbuster that stick in your head. The key one being Hellraiser and my idea of it. I remember watching Hellraiser a little bit. I was like, oh, not as good as my idea. Turning it off. Oh, uh, yeah, I just remember seeing bits and pieces from Hellraiser on like AMC all the time. And in my head being like, this is the scariest fucking movie that's ever existed. Because the whole idea of a guy with no skin, really frightening mm. to me. I remember when that happened on Aqua Teen Hunger Force is when I stopped watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force. As soon as there's like skinning involved somewhere, I'm out. Unless we're talking principal skinner. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. it's, it was interesting to find out that Winona Ryder exists within the world of this movie. They keep calling, um, not <laughs> more teenage character. The other... I thought that was very weird. Yeah, so like Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton are these weird amalgamations. Why why aren't there like fake celebrities too? I I I'm trying to think. I guess this was like in the 90s and if if you were in the 90s and you were 35, this was probably directed at you. But like it's the type of movie that is so joyless that like you have to like remove yourself from the experience of watching it to be to to say that it's enjoyable like to to be like oh this is all related to like the political situation and i'm getting this inside look even though none of it is really that fun and kathy bates is a fluke in it because she doesn't even match up with the content of the movie she doesn't act like anybody else and she's not even really doing any like political fixing she just like is kind of doing like monologues um Mm -hmm. She doesn't seem to, like, work people over even that well. She just kind of, like, holds a gun to people. It's like, all right, she's aggressive as a character, but it doesn't seem to really match up with, like, the world of this movie. Favorite parts have to be when they're down home at the ranch and suddenly Bill Clinton is, like, a southern hometown boy, and this is how we do things in the south Uh um, at the rib shack. They have that big party, too, which seems to be lifted almost wholesale for an episode in one of the late seasons of Veep. They have a party that looks mm. like it's almost on like the same set, huh. and Selena's notably doing like a southern accent. Um, how about yeah. when he gives that like learn-to-code speech to all of those out-of-work factory workers? Oh, that was good! <laughs> that really resonated with today, because that's still yeah, the sort of shit that like that Joe is... Biden is going out and saying. <laughs> right, and it's like, that was like the Democratic Party then is like, listen, you're out of work, we're going to teach you new skills, and it's like... Learn to code. Anybody can code. Come on. Anybody can code. Even you old people that don't want to learn anything. Although, and if you could translate what the Democrats are thinking, even you fucking idiots, you can learn to code. You fucking scum-sucking morons. Yeah, they got 13-year-olds coding. You stupid old fucks could do it, too. Um, I like when he's pissing at the urinal with his hands on his hips. Oh, my God. He is buried into that urinal. Do you see that? He's like the kid that doesn't want to show his prick in gym class. Like, his... It's like the you know the part where it comes out in the middle, like where you're supposed to catch your dribble. His legs are lo- like that is lodged between his legs. He's like got it like cr- like he's riding it like a bike. He is crammed <laughs> into that urinal. I didn't notice how close he was. I more noticed that his, he was going fully hands on hips, but he was going like fists <laughs> on hips. It was really like no no I fucks given. That could be find a picture of this. That should, I mean, this should be the thumbnail when this goes on SoundCloud eventually. <laughs> As, uh, on the real rapper, we're still picking the thumbnails. How do you um, uh, how do you find this, or how do you find the movie? How do you watch? I it? rented it on YouTube. Yeah, me too. It's just it's just interesting, like how much more like on the ball she was with Ishtar, a movie that people think is such a piece of shit. 
Like what? Yeah. What? 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 what just you want more proof that we live in a bananas world? Ishtar was created in its time as one of the worst movies, if not the worst movie ever made, and Primary mm-hmm. Colors was nominated for two Academy Awards. Right. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Speaking of Academy uh, Oscar Sunday, you excited, Shane? Um, I didn't know that it was coming up so quick. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. They... Like remind remind us of the winners. Who's gonna win Best Picture? Give me that one. Um, I'm kind of thinking maybe Parasite can pull it off, but probably 1917, which I could not be bothered to see. Mm. I saw someone, some actress recently was like, uh, we have to prove that the people judging the movies are actually watching them. And I was like, oh shit, they're probably not watching any of these <laughs> movies. That's why they should. Like, well, the no, I mean, they, they send like screeners, but there's really no proof except for in a couple categories. Um, like foreign film, um, I think the shorts categories, you have to go on like a specific day for like a program mm-hmm. of all the films so it's like anybody who's voting is like seeing them all that day and that might just be for the nomination process so that might not i mean that doesn't apply to like who wins but mm-hmm. apparently the nomination pr- process for those is a little bit more uh i don't know vetted in that respect although the foreign film nomination process is fucking insane um i mean like the, every country can only submit one it's really arbitrary it's and like racist, when the racist yeah when that when the country when the, when the, the award goes to the country like I don't know what that means. Like it's not it's not for the director. Like I, <laughs> oh that's really true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know what weird. They're like, but that I mean, the, I, so if France had, had the good sense to pick Portrait of a Lady on Fire, that could have like that could have added up to Celine Sciamma getting a nomination this year. That could have added up to like a cinematography nomination because we would know that like everybody had seen it. You know, they would have been forced to see it. Uh, okay, I got two good fucking two good trivia facts from this movie um then then president bill clinton enjoyed the film so much that he even invited john travolta to a party on one condition he must come as governor jack stanton the guy that he plays in the movie travolta declined i was like (laughs) it's like to like bill clinton like obviously like a king of culture and john travolta guy who thinks he's like the king of culture is like like head to head it's like yeah i really like your movie now you gotta p- p- play fucking monkey for me and, and dance, be, dance dance, yeah. dance. <laughs> travolta's like no can do buckaroo bonsai and then also during this shoot emma thompson received a phone call in her trailer from donald trump asking her out on a dinner date prophetic considering emma was portraying a character loosely based on hillary clinton why is that mm. prophetic um, just, I think, because of the Donald Trump-Hillary Clinton mm. connection. Fantastic. Was the West Wing before or after this? I think during and after. This oh, is very much shit. a movie for, like, West Wing liberals. Yeah, It's like, it, you Although, watch the West Wing, you might like, but this is just so much, like, of a less f- fun version of that. Not that I've ever watched the West Wing. I've hated every moment I've seen of it. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's like, the absolute... It, it has created it has drawn the barrier for like so many people our age and like slightly older's political imagination it's really kind of repulsive (laughs) (laughs) um mel gibson turned down the uh the lead role really he would have been terrible would have been fucking legendary though although john travolta like is at his worst in this movie when he's playing like angry Mm. um first of all because he drops the accent and also just because like again like there's just something in his affect that like it's just it doesn't have that much emotion it's just 
I don't know. Mel Gibson could definitely play the anger part of this, but yeah. again, like the idea of Mel Gibson, it's like when Mel Gibson is supposed to be like a, a a cool, loving dad in Ransom. Imagine Mel Gibson doing like the charming people and like the kissing babies and shaking hands oh, and being a God. politician. Oh, God. I, I mean, we've talked before, but man's skin must feel like sandpaper. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine Mel Gibson planting a smooch on your baby. I mean, good God. John Travolta He's throwing it out. pass <laughs> off the like football dad vibe. Mel Gibson is right. like, yeah, I'll be your football dad, and I'll f- I'll put a gun to your th- to your throat if you cross me. Right. I mean, John Travolta became a-, a movie star on like a charming screen persona. Mel Gibson became a movie star in spite of the fact that his screen persona was <laughs> "I'm fucking insane." Right. <laughs> I mean, Did John Travolta play a pilot in a movie? Uh, I don't know. Probably seems or like a good just dress good like one pilot. Um, does he just he... dress like one? Oh, he's, he's got a real pilot, a pilot grin. He fr- flies pilot private planes. Maybe that's why I was thinking that. I think he's famously like a guy who just like flies planes all the time. I I feel like those are the people that probably just crash them because they get too much hubris when they're not flying and they're like, "I love flying planes. I'm gonna go fly one now." Haven't done it in like a year. <laughs> well, Harrison Ford has famously been in a bunch of like crashes. If I see that guy coming, <laughs> oh, I'm giving him a wide berth. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get fucking twelve of those guys with the lightsabers, f- put f- fucking waving them in. It's you know what the problem was? He got too into character and he was going, "Get off my plane!" <laughs> to himself. Oh, I bet oh, he man. loves all his fucking scenes. I don't know. He's he's famously like a curmudgeon and a guy who like hates oh, all his, like, yeah. his roles. I saw a clip where somebody was like, "All right, who shot first? And he was like, "I don't give a fuck." go fuck yourself yeah. <laughs> I, apparently he likes like indiana jones because he makes like a like a shitload of money off it from Just being like a producer and like whatever yeah. deal he cut with spielberg and lucas and he likes that like indiana jones is like smart on top of being an action hero but he fucking hates han solo uh, it really seems to really hate being a movie star yeah just I don't know. Uh, kind of like just Jack loves has. getting high, apparently, and smoking his pl- and flying his plane. I like smoking weed. Get off! Pass my pass that tube. Pass the <laughs> duchy to your left hand side. <laughs> what was the, what was the, what is the Harrison Ford joke I made on this podcast before? I think we were talking about him going like, "Get off my stagecoach" or something like that. <laughs> Oh man! Start up the volcano! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Where the fuck are the diffuser beads, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> you can use the package of the raws as a filter for the joint. Uh, you guys want to practice on these juicy J's? I'm never gonna smoke them. <laughs> now I sound almost more like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I, I typically used to practice on toilet paper with dirt. <laughs> Why did I buy tequila flavor? Remember how they had tequila flavor Juicy J? Mmm. <laughs> 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 Yummy. Yeah, you can have them. I'm never going to use them. TG gave them to me two years ago. You oh, want an eighth? Yeah, same as usual. Sixty. 60 (laughs) fuck man let's just say if you uh if you're saying blue no matter who i got a 60 dollar eighth to sell you i'll tell you that (laughs) ladies and gentlemen it's been a fantastic night here on uh real rap bennett do you have any parting words 
Uh, three cheers for the red, white, and blue. Oh, can I say one more thing? We haven't, <laughs> we haven't had a movie open with this much pomp and like patriotic circumstance since probably speaking of Mel Gibson, the mm-hmm. man without a face. Remember how that opened with that crazy fucking like, like parade and shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's having that dream about like being like carried in a parade by some sort of like military boys and his sister's got like her mouth sewn shut remember that Very <laughs> oh, yeah. um, anyway three cheers for the red white and blue folks um uh, I almost, almost said four more years not gonna say it check us out on patreon.com slash real rap for more more of uh more of the uh usual um tom dick and jane uh, chain pulling uh, episodes on new movies, movies we love. Uh, I want to do a, I want to do an episode uh, giving the lowdown on on the Japanese tea ceremony. If you'll if you'll if you'll humor me, Bennett. Sure, yeah. Because I got a lot to say. And what's the, what's the last page we did? I think I just called it spilling the beans or something like that. Anyway, I think very we call it funny, spilling the beans. Very bean. good, good inside look on the um, the rotten psyche of these two eggs. Oh, you know what? I think I, we talked about like the lighthouse. I think is why it was called spilling beans. Um, mm-hmm. I think we did some we like little phone impressions, maybe. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so check um, it out. Also, did an uncut yeah. gems episode. That one was a fucking hit. Yeah, people love that one. Um. That's the worst fucking bet you've ever heard. Hey, I disagree. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> Look out, folks. <laughs> uh, uh, see you next time, everybody. Yeah, bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Look at this fucking picture. <laughs>